Welcome in, everybody, to the newest episode of All Things NBA from A to Z. I'm Chris Persiain, and here alongside Zach Noble, very excited to get right into our second of two conference preview shows. We did the Eastern Conference. You can go check that out on the YouTube, on audio, Spotify, Apple, you name it. One through 15, our predictions for the Eastern Conference. Today, it is time for the Western Conference. So we're recording this right after the season started, I think. Definitely still early enough to get a prediction pot out. Let's get right into it, Zach, because this is pretty much a continuation of our other show. Um, who do you have at number 15 in the Western Conference and why are they finishing last? Yeah, so I'm just going to do the little caveat that the, yeah, everybody's played a game. OK, so there's a little bias, but a little not. I'm, I'm never going to let one game, especially the first game, influence me ever. This is basically how I saw it in the preseason before that. So uh, I don't think I'm swaying shit too crazy off one lousy regular season game. Anyways, my number 15 team was way harder 15 through one in this conference than these. I am so confident in my Eastern pick. So bear with me, folks. My 15 seed is the Portland Trailblazers. And they fall into my last and final tier, obviously, with about four teams. So uh, much bigger tiers than my Eastern Conference as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm pretty pretty set on Portland being 15. They could finish as high as 12, but um, I'm pretty confident in this one. How about you? I've got Utah at 15, man, and this was a hard one Ooh. for me because they've got one of my favorite head coaches in the entire NBA in Hardy. But the thing with the Utah Jazz is twofold for me. One, the talent is enough in terms of it being weak where I can put them in the conversation for being the last seed in the conference. That's one factor. The other factor is that they're going to be counting a lot on young guards. With that factored in, I think it only makes sense to to say that, you know, with developmental bumps, valleys as they come, um, that these guys are going to drop a lot of games. I really do trust Hardy to make the most out of this team. I also just think that they might trade Jordan Clarkson midseason. They might trade Colin Sexton midseason. The, the, Kelly Olynyk, right, the thing with him, it, when he is on the court with Utah and Laurie Markkinen, I love his fit. Does a contender love his fit just as much? Do they want to pry him away? So does Detroit need a mid-season upgrade really bad because they have a weak season, as I've projected, and they want Olenek there, spacing the floor? Like, I just think that something might happen where this team has a really rough go of it and relies a lot on Keontae George, who was really high on my big board, who I really like. Um, and, and you also take a look at the fact that, you know, you got to remember Bryce Sensabaugh got drafted there as well. And these are two guys who should be playing for this team this season, but who, because they're rookie guards, are going to struggle. That's natural, but I'm going to bake it in here into my calculus. I've got the Jazz at 15. So I'm okay with the Jazz at 15, but like the fact that you're baking in all these trades, man, is, is wild to me because. Nah, I just. I, I look at all these guys. As the, they have to be the future. Yes, for teams that are realistic, but like Lori Mark and I think they're looking at him as the foundation to build off of. I mean, they didn't, I, I feel like they would have traded him at sell sold high in the off season, even though they could still do that coming up for sure. Come coming up, but like John Collins, I mean, they brought him in as well. And they, so they, they don't mind this age group I, is what I'm getting at a little bit. And 
Colin Sexton, to me, I think he still has so much more to go. They're hoping he is part of the future, too. I do like these pieces. They just got to figure it out. Like, I love Ochai. I love Keontae George like you. I think he's um, a long-time starter in the NBA, maybe even a little more than that. Um, it's going to be exciting to see them roll out these lineups. It's like Jordan Clarkson's the only trade piece that's for sure should be gone already, in my opinion, and just release the youngins, like let them run, run free. Uh, but who would you prioritize right off the bat between Ochai and Keontae George? Keontae George. Much higher well, on him right in up. his draft class than I was on Agbaji. And if they were in the same draft class, I would have been much higher on George. You know, um, I think Keontae George has the potential to become like a taller CJ McCollum. I hate player comparisons where you have to make a caveat. So sorry. Um, but I just think it's a thing where he can be a guy who's either high assist, high threes, or both. Um, I'm not expecting him to be a stalwart on the defensive end. I don't think anyone is, and that's okay. I think he'll be really productive offensively. I thought Orlando should have targeted him over Anthony Black or over Jed Howard. Um, I'm just really high on Keontae George. Uh, love him. I'm with you. Yeah, absolutely. I think Ochai can be almost like a Desmond Bain. I'm that high on him. Um, Ooh, so that's too high for me. Yeah, it's it's spicy, but I have Utah at 14. I have a, which... I have a sneaky suspicion as to why you're so high on him. <laughs> yeah, there's a Mr. Kansas. A bias there. Mr. Kansas. Uh, 37 wins last year. They're going to be dropping quite a bit um, with that 14th slot, uh, which is crazy because they still have their best player. They didn't lose anybody, really. Um, and they just went younger, right? I mean... I think everybody else just got better. I mean, because that's where Jazz fans are going to push back on this. Um, they're like, shouldn't we only get better with an all-star on our team? And uh, adding Walker Kessler getting better and adding these other pieces like John Collins, Keontae George. So I just think, yeah, a lot of teams got better. Um, Jazz are 14 for me. Who's your 14? At 14 for me, man, I, you know, this was a tough one. If you listened to our Eastern preview, I think you got a hint as to who I might have here. It's the Houston Rockets. I'm not expecting a big season out of them. I think Jalen Green shows some growth enough to where he has several 30, 35 point games. I don't think it's enough to where they win a lot of basketball games. I know they brought in Van Vliet and Brooks to start to provide some sort of sense of of stability there and just have some sort of veteran talent. They very well might finish 11th or 12th, um, but I've got to put them at 14 because I like these other teams a hair better. If you want to factor in trades, you know, think the Blazers maybe move Jeremy Grant. I'd be very happy to put Houston at 13 and move Portland down to give away my next pick. I know. Sorry, but just trying to contextualize here that, that this bottom of the West is in flux for me as well. Zach, I had, I had trouble placing these, these teams as well. So, you know, I'm right there with you. Yeah, the bottom was easier for me. It just gets only harder going up this west. Yeah, for I think me. the west the west was harder than the east overall to me. As yeah. my point, yeah. I'm glad you agree on that. So, um, I got Houston at 13, and um, honestly, I got I just don't want to compare the two. So I got San Antonio right above them at 12, but like San Antonio looked amazing um, coming out in game one. Okay, they looked like the team that. I said Greg Popovich has been washed the last five years, and then they have this ghost coach or something coming in because that ball movement looked like the 2014 Spurs. It was quite special, and 
I was trying really not hard not to be super biased here because I like the Houston Rockets on paper much better. I think they should be more advanced, um, especially adding guys like Fred and Dylan Brooks. And that's what uh, they brought them in for. And Ime is there to win games right off the bat. Yep. They got their can- cancer out in Kevin Porter Jr. So I'm going to just say it's a one-off game for Houston. And um, they finished up a little bit here, but time will tell. Um, I think Houston could finish even higher, 9 or 10, even if everything goes accordingly, because I'm still really high on Jalen Green and Jabari. Um, Shangoon, I mean, it's so apparent they need a shot blocker. It's so apparent they need somebody that's going to protect the rim and uh, be a perimeter defender. I mean, not a perimeter defender, a post defender. It's just like... I don't think they're ever going to get it. I mean, Jabari is not looking like he's going to get the job done there. I'm I'm believing he's going to, but I'm not there yet. Um, Again, I got San Antonio 13 and then Houston 12. So San Antonio, it's the point guard situation for me, but Vassell's going to take another leap. He looked great in game one and they just looked polished. They looked really polished. I think Victor is going to contribute to winning on a high level um game one uh and beyond here so i don't know it's gonna be a battle in texas between those two who do you got at 12 yeah so i I gave i gave that i had blazers at 13 the reason for that you know jeremy grant still good at basketball scoot henderson going to be a good player like I, i think yes he's a rookie guard but he's also a really really big time prospect and i do think he'll be able to come in and provide value early on alongside anthony simons um, Matisse Thibel is someone I don't think sticks in that starting lineup or, or sticks on this team past this season. Uh, Shaden Sharp, you know, has that spot and I, I don't think Thibel will impress. Uh, Shaden Sharp to me is going to be a really, really good sixth man, like really good. Sure. He could start given different contexts, but guys who have the skill sets that he have with the week that he has with the weaknesses, I think he'll have that aren't like big star level players tend to be real, you know, better off the bench. I'm not saying he's going to be like a Norman Powell um, kind of player. Cause I do think he has more athleticism, but Powell had a great season yeah. last season, lots of scoring from Powell. So uh, Dude, that's he's not, peaking that's, at his old of age. Yeah. That's, that's not a, that, yeah, so that's not a, that's not a, a low bar at all, man. Um, no, he's only Shaden, Shaden, Shaden. I always compared as a prospect to J.R. Smith. think that he's really good. Um, and then, you know, the Blazers have these two centers now that are both good at basketball. One of them, Rob Williams, I think is like the sixth best center in the NBA. So to me, it comes down to, will these guys be able to put it together? Will they play competitively? I I think they're going to be a rebuilding team. I don't think they win a lot of games. I can see them eking it out over, over Utah for sure. So who's your 12? I have San Antonio at 12. Um, I'm high on Devin Vassell. I'm very high on Jeremy Sohan. I think everyone thinks Victor Wenbyama is going to be a good player, but it's the, it's the other guys on this team that really do it for me in terms of putting them here at 12. You take a look down the Spurs roster at just productive players. Uh, you have Keldon Johnson, who I think a lot of people overrated a year or two ago. Now is I think accurate, accurately rated to underrated as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Doug McDermott, you know, gets moved around a lot, but he can play. Chetty Osmond, same thing. Uh, not moved around a lot, but you know, he maybe maybe he should be moved around a lot. Um. Trey Jones, decent player. I just think you have guys on this team that you can go ahead and look at as 
people that are going to contribute this season in a way where around Vassal, around Sohan, around Wembenyama, they make some things happen. They win some ball games with the good coaching out there, and uh, they look they look decent. Yeah, how many minutes do you think Wembenyama is playing this year? Twenty nine point five a game. I was gonna say twenty nine ish. Hey, I think that's I think that's very fair. Uh the point guard situation to me is just point Rodman. That was game one. I I just Trey Jones doesn't get it done for me. Um, Malachi Branham is he gonna be? Where is it coming from? You know, like I don't know. They got to trade for Sohan. Are you serious, point Rodman? Sohan. Like, you think they're sticking with that all year? That kid can play. He's very high Yeah, he can play. He's very good, but... They have Zach Collins to start. um, Point guard. Who they like, and Sohan can be the initiator for all these other guys. They've got Height out there along with him. I'm going to buy Sohan as a lead initiator on a bad team. Remember, this is not going to be... Neither of us think this is going to be a really winning team, right? So why why can't he be the lead initiator on a bad team? To be ahead of teams like Utah and Houston, like I think these teams are. So who's be Utah's tr- distributor that that's low turnover and cure all? I'll take Sohan as my lead distributor over Colin Sexton. Colin Sexton, <laughs> Colin Sexton is not a passer. You know that. You know that. You he's know Colin Sexton is not, not a great. Passer. He's not great, but he's not Jeremy Sohan. Come on. You're right. He's not. <laughs> all right, number eleven. This starts my tier three. Um, man, it's like these teams all have all stars, dude. They all have so much talent, and it's just like we have Lamelo Ball and Paolo and all these other guys. Yeah, I have. Yeah, but they don't the compare bottom. to like these loaded rosters. I they don't. It's just one of them on that. You're gonna put the teams. Pelicans here. I am putting the Pelicans oh, here. <laughs> I know you too it's just well. Man. My mind, man. Uh, you, dude, you're getting good at this. Um, <laughs> so, it's just Zion, man. Like when he plays, he's been so good. Whether it's for a three game stretch or a ten game stretch or twenty game stretch, he just shows up and he's plays no matter what type of shape. And it's it's productive and it seems very good. C.J. McCollum's a winning player. I just think. They're going to be in almost every game. Brand Ingram's the outlier to me, and I just hate that. I feel like he rots on this team. I don't like his fit. I've never liked the Zion Ingram pairing. Um, I like it. I like point B.I. with Zion. I like these non-point guard initiators, man. Buy them. It's going to be interesting because, yeah, that's a severe disagreement. I mean, I like I like them like, if there's still a true point guard on the team. Like, even if it's just like a Tyus Jones there, that's fine. Um, but like, I they need to go true get him point. if they really want. But it's not about that. They got Alvarado. How much better is Tyus Jones than Alvarado this season? I think. Oh, I'm not worried about the Pelicans because I think CJ McCollum's gets the job done uh, at the point guard spot. Like compared I don't to, think he we're, gets the we're job talking done about at any spot. Oh my god, dude! All right, we're bringing out the disagreements. No bueno. Right. He's it. no bueno. You just what? You don't think he's an NBA player? Okay, really? Yeah, who said that? I think that he's a sixth man. CJ McCollum, he's no good at any spot. Sixth man. If you're trying to be a good team, you don't start him. He made the Western Conference Finals as a number two. When? When I was in what? high school? <laughs> 
back in the day, accurate days, bro. <laughs> uh, he, he put up 24 last night efficiently. I mean, he just brought the Pelicans to the playoffs. I mean, as arguably the best player on throughout the team for the most of the year. Nope. You think he's just like washed nope. up since no, he's the Portland not. days? Brandon Ingram is the best player on that team, and this year it'll be Zion Williamson. Oh man, I mean it's cool. Yeah, that's that's a fine take, but it's it's close. But to say CJ McCollum had no part in that, I think like let's... a lot of games where they, there were enough games where they won in spite of him. For me to say that I'm not, I'm not there, I think the defensive end goes wildly underrated in in these discussions. He's bad, 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 now, terrible. Why do we have I heat mean... for Trey Young and Jalen Brunson? And Tyrese Halliburton, you know, I think the right people give him heat for his defense. Why do we get, why do these guys get heat for their defense? But CJ McCollum, who has worse offense than any of those three guys, doesn't get as much. Can, I just, cause I think people, well, he doesn't get the love either. Exactly. So he, he flies under, but in these conversations, you got to factor in that in a closing lineup, they have to play a guy who can't guard. That's tough. But that's why you got Alvarado and Herb Jones to cover him up too. And then you're small. Alvarado, CJ, Herb, BI, Zion is your five. Where's the center, my guy? You got to go Zion at the five to close. And that is something that you hope he can sustain throughout the course of the season. You're not paying CJ to come off the bench. It's just not happening. So, I mean, in a closing lineup, I'm going CJ, Herb, Brandon, Zion. Um, Obviously, Trey, if he is healthy, but um, it all depends on the team, too. I mean, Valanciunas can get in there, but I think Trey Murphy's the reason why I got him at 11. Um, he is good. Back to the rundown. Um, and then Zion, obviously, with his health. But, um, yeah, I think they still have plenty of talent to finish much higher. Who's your 11? So, listen, man, at 11... I've got the Oklahoma City Thunder. Don't spit out your drink. I am fading this team this season. Um, I really like what they've added. I love Kaysen Wallace for them. I love Jalen Williams. You know that. And I'm a big Chet Holmgren guy. He was number one on my big board that season. Um, but I do think this season with Kaysen Wallace playing a role for them, rookie guard, I think Josh Giddy is getting a little overrated right now. Um their big man play besides Chet is a little concerning to me. I'm just not too excited about this team. And I think that they will by mid season start trying to lose basketball games. So I'm projecting a tank here down to the 11th seed and out of the play in so they can, you know, try to optimize their draft selection so that they go, they get one more run at the draft, bring in a young player and then start consolidating trade giddy and Dort and a bunch of draft picks for someone real good. Um, you know, whatever it is they can do. I mean, it's okay. See, I'll never put it past them, but if they didn't try to tank last year, like, I don't, I'd see how they do it again. They just have so That's many. Super other... fair. That is super fair. I completely, that is super <laughs> fair, man. I just think that I, I don't know that Shea averages 30 points a game again. He's and coming really, out banging, man. But I don't really think he needs high. to. I don't think he needs to. I think Chet's going to be very Shea. good. Yeah, no, I, I think he's going to be fantastic. And I think as long as they're in the top 12 team, he's going to be in the MVP race for a lot of the year, like top 10 MVP race is what I mean. Uh, but like if they somehow find a way into like the six seed, yeah, he's going to be much higher in the MVP race, top five-ish. But um, I'm not telling you where I got them. Obviously, I got them higher. But 
my biggest concern is their big man rotation. It's always been, uh, but like, I think Chet and Big J will work fine down the road. I think they can make that tandem work. Um, do I think that's their championship roster if everybody reached their full potential? No, I don't believe in Big J that much. But I do think on paper, outside of that big man spot, I think they have everything they need. It's just, does the Giddy SGA pairing get it done? Like, I'm not sold on that fit either. But I think it can. I think the talent can exceed the fit there, so I'm not ready to just ship him out for nothing either. Um, I love Dagnall. I think he's going to raise things even more there. I think Chet's going to surprise the rookie. Time will tell where I got him here. But number 10, uh, this one to me, I made this move. I will tell you, this is the one that impacted me after game one. Uh, But also, I mean... They weren't this very high in general, uh, but like I love their depth coming into the year. It's just I'm going to let game one sway me a little bit. The Memphis Grizzlies come in at 10 for me, um, and that's John missing 25 games. Um, Taylor Jenkins, he's coached his ass off for too long, so he's due to have a down year. Um, don't believe in Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to take some astronomical leap to be able to get this team much further, and that's that would be his job. I mean, I think Desmond Bain's going to be the guy that does that, to be honest. I think Desmond Bain's taking a huge jump this year, and people are finally going to understand who he really is, which he's flown under the radar the last few years. Um, you mentioned a couple guys before, but I think Desmond Bain's been super underrated. Um, I think he can make an all-star game coming up. All-star, all-star. Two-way player, man. It's just it, we don't value defense anymore. And, like, we do, we don't value defense. We do. We do. I ba, mean, ba, ba, ba. you're the one talking to me about C.J. McCollum this and. and uh, but we're talking about him at the 11th seed. Colin like, Sexton that. And, oh, man. We got our guys. I got my guys. I don't blame you. Listen, <laughs> Sexton, Sexton's got that dog. I, I, I'm not I, calling him. I'm not calling Sexton a borderline all-star or anything. So don't. No, I get it. I, I've got the Grizzlies right around here too. I just think that Bane is really good and it's okay for someone to be really good and never make an all-star game. Um, yeah. I mean, look at CJ McCall. <laughs> yeah, sure. That happens. Not an all-star level player. Awesome. Glad we agree. Oh man, he was so close. Like, he was, he like was a... close. He was close. He played in a in a tough West, really tough West. Um, you want me to go at ten? Ten. Dallas. I've got the Dallas Mavericks here. That's think, the one that does me. I love it though. I, I think they have. Love a, it. I think they have a rough season, man. Jason Kidd looks like a caricature of himself on the sideline already. I, I think the Mavericks are one of those teams that have locker room issues throughout the season, have motivation problems throughout the season, have trouble throughout the season, digging in deep on a game-to-game basis and doing what it takes to eke out wins. I can see teams like the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Memphis Grizzlies winning games against them that the the Mavericks just should win. Um, Luka Magic is always going to get sprinkled in. He's always going to give them a shot, and he's going to win them some really, really close games. I just think that this season... This is not the team to push your chips in on. I like Kyrie Irving's game. I think he's really good on the basketball court. Um, 
And I think Dallas did a good job of finally going out and getting a star level talent for next to, you know, next to Luka Doncic. Oh, wait, they had Kristaps Porzingis. They had Jalen Brunson. These guys looked better in Washington and New York than they did with Luka because Luka's game is not conducive to anything. But right now, second round appearances and Luka ball, I just don't see it with his style of play. Now this season, can he pull a Trey young that he, you know, I think Trey young is going to do. Can he start defending? Can he start moving and playing off the ball? I think Luca has that in him. Let's see it until we see it. I'm not going to be comfortable projecting this team to be a top, a really, really tough Western conference. Going to go with the 10th seed for the Dallas Mavericks, who let's finish off here are relying on a rookie for their big man play, who is really good and is also 19 years old. No, I absolutely hate that I have to rely on this rookie big man, but he looks fantastic early. Um, he looks, when I saw him in the preseason and just game one, is like his girth is real. I've, his girth is real. Like his width, his broad shoulders, his muscles. I mean, he's there. He's he's a man. He's ready. He's not 19 looking. He's not no Chris Percy. I didn't look in, well, No, I'm just kidding. Um, he came into this league built and I'm excited for this dude. Um, I'm probably going to be wrong about him being too much of an impact player right away. Cause that's what I'm, ba- I'm also banking. He's going to be really good long-term. Yeah. I think the no, sentence okay. banking on Grant Williams just says enough. You're done. <laughs> but here's where I push back on what you went on the roundabout about, uh, Brunson, Chris Epps. I mean, Chris Epps, not so much, but Brunson was coming into a shell. He, I I think he was so incredibly young. He went from the number two option to number one in New York. It's just a natural progression, and it's like you can't fault Luca for any of that, even though I agree with most of your takes on Luca there. Like, I'm not pushing back on them. I'm just disagreeing with them because I think it's just the progression of the game for Jalen Brunson. And, the, the journey he's on. Uh, Chris Stapps, I mean, that's just a terrible fit in coaching. Uh, it should have been a great fit, and the coaching didn't interconnect the two of them by any means. Uh, Jaden Hardy, I don't know if he's even going to be important this year anymore, but he was able to blossom last year with Luca, and that's, a, that's something. It's just I don't know if they're going to use him again with Kyrie Irving there. I do like Josh Green. I do like DFS. I think they have enough to win a lot of games in this conference, but this conference is so loaded. Once again, I'm going to keep saying that because we might be past the days of one player or Luca just might not be that dude to be able to carry a team for 50 wins in the regular season. This is the year we're about to find out. Uh, I think this team on paper, I mean, like, if you want to compare him to like the James Harden architect, this team on paper is as good as any Harden Houston get team. I said it. Boom. That's my statement. I'm sticking to it. I also thought the one with Brunson was, I mean, it was close. It depends. Like, cause I was okay. so much, okay. I was okay. so, I was so much lower on Chris Paul than everybody else. But like that fit Chris Paul and Harden, it was just one of those where the talent exceeded the fit. You put the two of the smartest players of all time together and they made it work, but we don't need to get into the history of 2018 right now. Um, number nine, had to do it. I 
wanted to throw him up at number three, but I, I pulled the reins back and this is where my boys come in. Um, I'm really torn about this one because I do think Ant's going to take another level. And I do think Jaden's going to go crazy this year. I think Cat's going to be very important. It's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I just don't think Chris Finch has made a dent in tying things together. I don't think this team works. Like the Cat-Gobert pairing is going to probably be broken up uh, in a month or two. I just, too much smoke. It's one of those things, too much smoke. There's fire. I think Cat's the next star to get traded. So that's why um, I have them here, even though, even with or without Cat, I think we could jump way up the standings. But I'm confident in this, kind of. That's where I decided to put them. I'm sorry, Minnesota. I had to do it. I'm being unbiased. I've I've nailed the Wolves win total the last two years. This year is so hard for me just because I freaking hate this pairing. I just don't even want to put a number on it. I might just avoid it. Yeah, I could see the Mavericks finishing higher than the Wolves. Like this Western Conference is really, really, really difficult for me, man. Um, This Western Conference is really hard for me. I, at the nine seed, this is where I have the Memphis Grizzlies. So I've got Memphis here. I think they win about 15 to 17 of the games without John Morant, maybe 12 or 13 on the low end out of the 25. But I really do think they take a majority of those 25 games. And I think they have a good season after that. I really think it's that simple. I think Marcus Smart is a good addition for them. I think it's going to stink not having their starting big body center to help out Jaron Jackson Jr. down there. Um Go get Robert Williams. Go get DeAndre Ayton. Probably not. So go get Robert Williams. Um, go be a good team and get Robert Williams. That's what good teams do is they go get talent and, and opportunities. Man, if they, they need Memphis it. or Dallas goes and gets Robert Williams, they're probably a contender for me almost. Dallas right? would be one. Are they, they for lively, you? Live, they have Lively off the bench. If they keep him in that deal. Yeah, that's another point. Exactly. But so, if they Dallas got Robert trade right Hardy, now, it, it depends what they give up, huh? I think they would be in my top six instead of my top ten. It just all depends if Kyrie and Luca can actually work because they didn't last year. They sucked yeah, together. I would last put them year. at like five or six. Definitely six. First, probably five. Worst five. defensive backcourt of all time, maybe. I don't know. Yep. So we'll see what Luca gives us this year. For me, it's the Grizzlies at nine. I think Ja is a good season once he's back. I really like Desmond Bain. I really like Jaron Jackson Jr. I really like Xavier Tillman Sr. Um, Zaire Williams has a chance to have a good little season for himself, have his first real contributing season. I think I buy it with this team this year as a team that can stay afloat and do what good teams do, which is stay afloat. I just see them doing this because of Bain, because of Jaron Jackson Jr., these guys they have that are just productive. All right, so my next one here, on to number eight. This is where the solidified playoffs go on. And the the top of the play-in, the solidified playoffs is top six, right? Eight teams make the playoffs, I mean. Okay, all right. So I'm I'm essentially picking this team to win the play-in. Okay, 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 got you, got you. So with that I didn't do that. I did regular season standings. That's interesting. Yeah, that that's all these are. That's all these are. Regular season standings, finishing, but like obviously 
you should think the eighth seed you pick here should be able to win the play-in, right? Uh, but anyways, I'm going with OKC at eight here. Any higher, I'd, you can call me clinically insane. Uh, but I think this is a natural progression for them. Um, I just think the other guys are going to Jalen Williams, Jalen Williams, Chet. I think they, they work together. I think these guys love each other. The chemistry, the vibes are immaculate. I think coaching's there. I think SGA becomes more of a winning player this year. Defense goes up. I think he can be a tremendous two-way player. I think he already is a good two-way player, but I think he could be a, a very, very good defender as well. Um, he's one of those guys where he came into the league as a very good defender, and then it went down a little bit, and then um, just showed flashes as time goes. But, yeah, I'm confident OKC can come into the eighth seed and make it a really tough first-round series if it's not Denver, which who knows where we got Denver. I hear you. I feel like I'm already wishing – I was higher, mildly higher on the Thunder, not much higher. Um, for the eight seed, for me, I have New Orleans here. I'm buying Point Bi and the Zion pick and roll. I think they created like five straight Bi. They created like five straight good shots last night on Bi Zion pick and roll. I just really buy it. I think it's going to create good offense, and I think it is good offense in itself, in its own right. Um, I'm in on those two. They're really talented basketball players. I think Zion brings it this season. I think he kind of knows he has to. Um, I don't know if he brings it for 82 games. Maybe he brings it for 68, but you'll take it, right? <laughs> it's better than what you've gotten so far. I think that's where we're at with Williamson. I think that says a lot about him. I think that's why I don't have them higher than the eight seed. But despite their CJ McCollum situation, they've got Trey Murphy. They've got Herb Jones. They've got Jose Alvarado. They have a lot of guys that are really good complementary players. They've got two stud talents in Ingram and Williamson. Consider me in on the New Orleans Pelicans this season as being a team that could potentially, you know, be a tough first round matchup that eventually does go home in the first round again, like they did most recently. Fair enough. Trey's not as out as long as I thought he was. He's only he'll be back November seventeenth. It's saying so. Uh, Zion, how many games does he need to play for you to think they'll be an eight and eight nine ish seed? 65 go get those awards baby okay for me i think they can i think they have the talent for him to only have to play 50 55 but i believe in coaching i would say i'll say 60 i'll say 60 62 cool all right number seven starts my tier two i'll say my tier three was okc minnesota memphis and new orleans i think that's pretty interchangeable there uh tier two the bottom of it Obviously, this can change with a big trade, uh, but I'm banking on just a certain amount of games from PG and Kawhi, and they don't really care about seeding, so I think this is a fair spot for them. I think they can still win coming in as the seventh seed, but um, they should want to finish higher, to be honest. They should want home court advantage uh, to give themselves the best shot, but I think they can still have a shot at the seventh seed. Yeah, I have Los Angeles at the seven seed too. Oh, nice. The Lakers. I think oh, that oh. I think that they are a basketball team that is going to struggle this season to play like a top level team consistently. That's it right there. That's it in a sentence. They are going to struggle to play like a top level team consistently. Will they show you the flashes? 
Indubitably. Will they have great performances against great teams? Indubitably. Do I expect them to beat the Bucks by like 20 randomly in a game this season? Sure. Do I think they might flame out in the first round of the playoffs? Yeah. Also, man, you know, unless they match up with uh, a team that faces an injury late on in the season, I think we might get a Nuggets Lakers first round rematch. And I think the Nuggets might wipe the floor with them again. I mean, you take a look at this Los Angeles team. They're playing right now as we record this. And in game one, Anthony Davis, zero points in the second half. LeBron James struggling tonight. This is not a team that can bring it every single night. This is not a team that has guys, you know, D'Angelo Russell, Gabe Vincent are two guards that I think are, are volatile and are up and down. They have peaks. They have valleys. And so, yes, I love Austin Reeves and Torian Prince for this team. Yes, Anthony Davis just scored his 25th point. But night in, night out, can this team consistently play at a top-end level? My answer is no. I'm putting them at the seventh seed as a result. If you wanted to put them at six on my list over the team, I will eventually reveal that I have at six. I've got no problem. Fair enough, man. Uh, Like I said, this tier two is the hardest tier in all my rankings. I just don't know what to do here, and I'm just chucking things right now. And so... Yeah, I'm really nervous about picking these teams here. I'll tell you that, but hey, that's what makes this fun. Um, It's sticking to something and going with it. But for me, it's predicting games played. I mean, honestly, I'm not picking the best team right now. Uh, It's not the order I'm putting these teams in. I'm putting them in the order of who's missing the most games, who cares about these awards, those type of things. Um, So number six, Draymond's already missing a bunch of games. Clay Thompson, I think, will miss a bunch of games. I think they're going to rest Steph for a bunch of games. And these rookies aren't ready to win. They're not rookies anymore, but I'm calling Kaminga and Moody still young pups, rookie-ish players. Um, that's on curve for not prepping these guys for this type of year that they need them more than anything. I don't love the depth of Golden State otherwise. And Wiggins, I think he's just a ceiling raiser. I don't think he's a floor raiser, so... I think in order for Wiggins to really matter here and be great, like he needs everybody playing and healthy. Um, So that's where I got him. I got him at six here. Again, they can win as the six seed. They can win the championship if everybody's healthy and peaking. But uh, I think we're going to see a lot of games where it's just Steph missing Draymond and Clay. We're going to see games without Steph. So no Jordan Poole to rely on this year. They're going to, probably decline a lot scoring offensively that's that's what i see yeah i don't hate any of that damn it (laughs) i have a very different prediction than you i don't hate any of that um take it i hate that i don't hate any of that for me at the sixth seed this is where i have the minnesota timberwolves i thank you I do think that with Jaden McDaniels doing a little more on offense with Mike Conley, slowing the pace down in the half court, being that calming presence that Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony towns and Rudy Gobert can have a good season. I think they're already off to a rough start in terms of, especially Gobert um, Towns, some poor shot selection already this season It is a short season. Um, man, Anthony Edwards is so good. I'm not saying he's going to carry this team to 48 wins or however many, but can they win 44 games off the backs of their talent? You know, just even if it's not the best arrangement of talent fit wise, 
can they just be good enough to win some basketball games? They, uh, I gave a couple predictions in the East that were like that with Atlanta and Chicago. I see something similar here. Just another year of running of this group together. I think they'll be better. I think they'll improve naturally. Um, so I'm going to go with the Timberwolves at the sixth seed. If you wanted to put the Lakers at six and the Timberwolves at seven, I wouldn't mind one bit. No, I appreciate like saying teams that where they can go their range because I think I think that matters here, and that's why. Tears are so important to me because that's where my confidence lies. Um, and just teams fluctuating like two through seven is a big tier for me. I truly believe all these teams are very, very close. Um, number five, these guys are already missing time. Okay. Like I would debated having these guys even lower, but like Kevin Durant's looking very good. I'm seeing two games of him already. And but Booker was so freaking good last year in the playoffs. It's like hard to ignore that. And I want to put these guys even as high as one or two, but I just can't. I can't. I don't like their depth yet. They haven't proven to be able to play together, the three of these guys, and the no point guard situation to me. Uh, Phoenix is coming in at five. If they Ooh. somehow finish higher than this, if they somehow finish higher than this, I'm going to be all in on Phoenix. I'll tell you that. Like, I think you're going to regret but, that. I think they're definitely going to finish higher than this, and I think you shouldn't be all in in them in the playoffs. That's that's a fine take, too, because we don't know what these guys look like yet. So you can kind of go a wide variety of directions with these guys. Nurkic is looking really good in these first two games. I'll tell you that. The Suns, you know, matters to me. Lawrence Murray, friend of the pod, tweeted out the Suns traded for a center who would pass instead of look at the rim. Like, that's what they're doing, right? I think they're going to be good. They have a collection of good basketball players. And I think this group of three is better than the group of three they assembled in Brooklyn. Um, I just think that. What? Yeah, these are the the three better players. I'm going to tell you this right now. We got a huge pause there. That KD is so much better than this KD. Harden is so much better than uh, well. Booker is be better than be Harden. No, no, he's not. Yes, no, he's yes. Not. No, oh, he's yes. Not. Oh, so yeah. There, if anything, they were close to equal. That was still peak Harden, dude. He was in the MVP race. Beal is better than peak. Kyrie. Booker is better than Harden, and that KD is better, better than, than Kyrie. Uh, and that no, KD, and that, K- Kyrie. that KD is better than this. So one. The so. Booker Harden debate, but like where. Harden overtakes him as the fit for those three. It's like they don't have the passer. They need a number that... one option. They need a number one option. Who did? A-, a team with Kevin Durant on it needs a number one option. Both teams had Kevin Durant. Who's a and number two? Who's have... a great number two? Booker and Harden both could have been number ones. Booker's like... number one. KD was number one in Brooklyn. And that's fine when everybody else Booker's better than the guys in Brooklyn. I'm not willing to say Booker is going to continue to be the number one. He was in the playoffs last year. There's no denying that. But like you can also say Harden was more important than KD in Brooklyn. KD I hasn't mean, been out of the second round since 2019. He's never won a championship. And I, I'm fine with without, the KD side without being a number two. You got to look at the facts. You got to look at what he's won. Cause when you're talking about him as a top level player, you have to hold him to that same standard. Yeah, absolutely. I just think that's such a blasphemous take uh, because we haven't seen what Buell looks like here and they don't have the playmaking passing. And I truly think that KD in Brooklyn was so much better than this KD defensively. Um, and just 
had his full legs under him. But that's um, totally fair. It's, we, we'll, that's we'll see what plays out. I love that you threw that out there though, because I'm holding you to that motherfucking thing. Let's do it. All right. That Brooklyn. Who'd you team, have at five? That Brooklyn team was no bueno. Um, at number no five, bueno. they were unreal when they played together at, for those 16 games, man. They played six hours of court time together. That's bullshit. I have the Sacramento Kings at five. COVID was bullshit. I have the Sacramento uh, Kings at five. And the reason for that is because I love continuity and I love this team. Harrison Barnes is really good at basketball. DeMontis Sabonis is really good at basketball. De'Aaron Fox is an elite player. He is a stud. Malik Monk is going to win sixth man of the year this season. Mike Brown is a fantastic head coach. I love the Chris Duarte ad for them. This is a feisty team. This is a fun team. And this is a good team, Zach. Not fine. They're good. <laughs> Fifth seed, Sacramento Kings. Good's okay. better than fine. All right. That makes sense. Three Fs and even upgraded one of them to a good. To, to a G. All right. No, I have nothing to push back there. I mean, that's love it. That's it. Then. So I also have them at higher here at the four seed. I got Sacramento coming in at four, which is a lot less than last year, but they're still in my tears. So they could finish as high as number two. Like I said, two through seven. I think they're just a team that's going to stay healthy and they're, chemistry's unmatched like they're gonna be very good every night and be very competitive they're just a great regular season team they could go out win 55 games and not shock me like they could literally win the west and not shock me um it, it wouldn't no i wouldn't be surprised at all but they could also lose in the first round after that i probably might pick them to lose in the first round to be honest if they won the West even, but oh. um, it all depends on how good Keegan Murray gets. Cause he's the one that has the untapped potential for me. Um, Malik Monk can still get better for sure. I do like that six man of the year take. That's pretty awesome. How about that dunk? That dunk was nasty. That was fun. Um, I think we're going to see a lot of that. And I think that they're going to be one of the best league pass teams. So you have number four. I'm not even going to guess who you got it for. I love the league pass take. At number four, I have the other Los Angeles. Here is where I have the Clippers. I think the Clippers are going to be good this season. I think they get after in the regular season. Whether they reach a trade for James Harden or not, I think they're a solid team this year. If they do reach a trade for James Harden, I think maybe they they take a little bit to get acclimated and then really kick into gear and start playing good basketball. Man, if there's a team that can get Harden to lock in, it's Ty Lue, it's Kawhi, it's Paul George. I think Russ Westbrook and these guys can all reach him. Um, and I think the Clippers are really good this season. If they don't get James Harden, still love Terrence, man. Love what they have going on. I love him as part of this starting five. And I, you know, the trades they made at the deadline last year to improve their depth. I know Eric Gordon is in Phoenix, but Highland and, and Plumlee have some stuff to show. So uh, we'll see how this ages for them. We'll see how they do, but I think they're going to be a really good team. I'd watch out for them in the playoffs this year. I've got them making the NBA finals. I love that. That's fantastic. I mean, especially with everything they've gone through, I'd be thrilled. Like, so with or without Harden, this is your pick. Without Harden, or you, you, as of right now, I'm taking the Clippers to go to the Western Conference Finals, win it, and appear in the NBA Finals. So if they get Harden, are you demoting them or are you? I'm going to leave them. I'm going to leave them. All right, at, I love at, it. At Finals appearance. 
Fantastic. And real quick, I'm just going to shout out Daryl Morey liking Kevin O'Connor's tweet tonight after the game. Kevin O'Connor goes, Sixers look so dang good. Daryl Morey should be incredibly patient um, and make sure they maximize James Harden's offer here. And Daryl Morey liked that tweet. So I think we're in for a long haul. Of course he did. Yeah, he missed one of the pettiest GMs of all time. And it sucks. I hate that. Like, I hate such a good play. I mean, I hope Harden goes back and joins the Sixers and buys in for a little bit at least. You do? I I do. I don't want this guy to not play anywhere. I want him to play. And I want him to help maximize some team. If he goes back, he's going to buy in. I mean, at least for a game or two. Um, And then we'll play it out from there. But, yeah, I'd rather have them mucking things up on the court um, and making more friction, even though Maxi was a lot of fun tonight without him. He'll buy um, in for a game or two is all-time shit. Man, that is all-time yeah. spin zone But it, this is not like I'm a firm believer this is on Daryl Morey, and I don't how, – how can you expect to get more than what they're being offered? I just don't see that ever playing out, like, just because the contract's – a large sum and maybe get the second or third team involved that gets desperate. But I think he screwed up by missing out on Dame and drew holiday and not saying it, Dame would have been a guarantee by any means, but um, yeah, he could have got way better players than he didn't. Uh, the Clippers. I just think those two guys, I think they can finish this high for you. Even if those guys play I don't know 60 games each like they don't need like there's a lot of depth on this team I really like last year 56 out of Paul George 52 out of Kawhi and they still finished number five like that's not very much so that's the cool thing about this team and a well-coached program they can do wonders there my number three this is my spiciest take of them all you're gonna just laugh hysterically but this is where I have the Dallas Mavericks. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I don't like it. I, I don't like it. So just tear me anyone. It's cool. Like, I just I just felt it in my bones. To Albert's like, going to like you for that. I don't think anyone else will. No, I just think it's we're going to get a year out of Luke and Kyrie. Just put up a shit ton of points. I think they're I'm not That's enough for it. awards for, for all NBA first and second. Yeah. Team. Is that enough to win ball games? Yeah, I think they're going to win a bunch of ball games. I really do. Um, I think Grant Williams is really going to be important. I think Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to have a bounce back year. Josh Green's going to take a leap. I'm buying all those things. Like, that's where I come to this conclusion. Um, I think they have enough. Derek Lively's. Uh, that's that's how I arrived at this, which sucks. A rookie. You know, that's the part that got me here. Um, so... That's where I'm going to laugh when we're 20 games in and they're five games below 500. Um, so hold me to this one. Come at me, people. Dallas is what it is. I got you at three. I'm hoping Luke is in the best shape of his life, which I think he might be. I really believe that. I think Kyrie wants to really do something. I think Kyrie is motivated. I'm buying all the storylines. So that's how they get here not buying them doing anything in the playoffs. I'm just focusing one day at a time with Dallas. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to be quick here, man. 
I've got the Phoenix Suns at number three. It's because they've got three top end talents along with guys like Josh Akogi and Yusuf Nurkic, who actually happen to fit well with them. Um, I think they're going to win a lot of games in the regular season, and I don't think they make it past the second round in the NBA playoffs. But, you know, Denver and the Clippers in the conference finals um, sounds good to me. I don't see I don't see the Phoenix Suns making it deep in the playoffs. I can see all three of the stars having nice seasons and and Beal kind of taking that backseat, but doing so gladly because it's for these other two guys and for a chance to win. Um, I just don't buy them in the playoffs. But in the regular season, I think they'll win a whole lot of ball games. Well, I'm going to throw this right back in your face. It's just a real quick hitter because you just went on a huge tangent saying this team's better than that Brooklyn team. And they were so close. They were on the verge of making the conference finals and we're going to win it if they would have stayed healthy, a hamstring away and a, just a sliver of a foot of a shot. And now you're saying this Phoenix Suns not going to do anything in the playoffs. Wow. Okay, Chris. <laughs> I didn't think the Nets would win would win or, or make a finals yeah. or ever win, and they didn't. So, you know, I'm going to stick All with right. that. Uh, here's the other one we really disagree on, um, and I, I'm i not feeling confident in this one. That's especially – they did win tonight. The Lakers won tonight. Let's give it up for the Los Angeles Lakers. I have them at number two. LeBron Only... still owns Kevin Durant. Sure, fair. That's 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 true. That's a fact. Uh, it's the depth for me. It, but is the depth going to even matter? Because are these guys going to play? Like, it looks terrible. Like, don't get me wrong. I think it looks terrible through two games. Like, LeBron's trying to coach really hard. And I just don't think these guys are that receptive to him. Um, and this is through two games. Like, yikes. Issues. I I could see D'Lo being shipped out, um, sort of thing, and they need him to get to the two seed, uh, unless they're trading him for James Harden, of course. So, I would love James Harden here. I would absolutely love it here, even though I think it could be a disaster as well. Um, yeah, Los Angeles Lakers, two-way team. Austin Reeves. I need a lot more out of you than these first two games to get here. It's yep, absolutely. Uh, that Austin Reeves jump. It's, it's got to come sooner than later, but yeah, another, another, eh. Gabe Vincent's taking all of his minutes, 35 minutes out of Gabe Vincent tonight. What the heck is that? Like, seriously, Rui only getting 12 minutes. LeBron, I, I need to hear, I, he's got to be pissed. Rui's 12 minutes. Ah, so 12. super confident wow. at that three and two slot. Um, everywhere else, I think. I'm more wow, confident man. than my wow. three and two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, my I, roundabout way of I get it. I get it. At number two, I have the Denver Nuggets. I think they are the best team in basketball. Save the Bucks and Celtics. We'll see those three battle it out this season. Two can claim that title. Um Regular season, I'm predicting an MVP year from someone else. And I think, you know, I've said I think Tatum has an MVP caliber year. There's someone in the Western Conference I think has a really strong case for MVP this year. And it's Nikola Jokic. Is, I, he should win it. He should win MVP this season. He's going to be good enough to deserve it. 
I don't think he'll win it. I think someone else is going to get it. His team is going to being the number one seed is going to be a big part of his case for that MVP. I've got Denver at number two. I think Murray makes his first all-star game. I think Gordon gets a lot more recognition this season. And I think the Denver Nuggets have a great year. I just also don't think they win more games than my number one seed. Denver, Mark, they're under um, maybe like 53. They're, they're, it's like 54 and a half. Maybe they win like 53, 52 and are the second seed. That's fine. Yeah, I got nothing for you there, but um, I'm trying to figure out who this one seed is because I have like I was writing down your teams and then I just stopped and now I think I know who it is. I'll let you surprise me. But um, number one, I got Denver. Obviously, I'm very confident in it. Like, I don't think they have to do anything crazy. I don't think it's going to be like 60 wins to take this number one slot. I think in the East it might be. I think in the East, Boston or Milwaukee could win 60-plus games. Do they want to? Phoenix, if those guys somehow stayed healthy and they wanted to make history, could they do it? Yeah, I think they could. Um, I, I like their depth enough to be able to do that, but does the management want to? Is that their goal? Probably not. Um, but Denver, I think they just need to keep doing what they're doing. Um Jokic, as long as he plays 65 games, they'll win 53-plus, I think. MPJ should take another leap. Aaron Gordon is who he is. They fit perfectly. Not worried about their depth. And uh, Jamal Murray, 25-ish? I think sure. he's the one I think sure. he's the one taking the huge leap on this team. It's him and MPJ that can take a massive leap. Everybody else could be pretty gradual yet. Um, yeah, that's where I'm at with the number one seed who I think State Warriors. will be the runner up for MVP is Stephen Curry. And I've got the golden state warriors taking home the number one seed. The award I do think they win is most improved player. Jonathan Kuminga plus 3,500 like him to cash that out this year. Um, I think he'll show lots of improvement. He's a really athletic guy um, and he'll have to step up in his role this season. You add that with being the lead scoring option for Chris Paul to dish the rock to on cuts and, and off ball movement. I just like Kuminga to have an impactful season, draw a lot of fouls, get to the line and and up his scoring total a great deal. Um, you, you take a look at the Warriors, you know, they had to start Chris Paul in that game one where they looked a little rough. I, I think Draymond Green being back will be really big for them. I think Draymond has a really good defensive season. I think everyone in the building kind of knows that if Steph is going to have a last hoorah, a last championship season, a last really big awards push season, media hype season. It's got to be this season. They've got to come together. Jordan pulls off the team. The Steph and Clay and, and Iguodala, I know we're not happy with Draymond with what happened with Jordan Poole. This is a team that might not all be buddy-buddy right now. This is a group that's got to dig in. And I trust a Steph Curry-led group to dig in. Give me the Golden State Warriors as my one seed. It's an unpopular pick. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take that leap and go with GSW. I love it. Um, I really do. Um, Steph's my favorite player in the league. Uh, he's been for a very long time, and not, not much would make me happier other than Anthony Edwards winning MVP and the Wolves winning the West. Um, I think the Steph route's a little more likely, unfortunately. But, man, I think it's just predicated on so much Chris Paul. 
the Kamingo MIP pick was the most shocking pick I think I've heard anybody say on any platform. So I'm glad it happened here. Thank you for that. Ah. That's that's gonna put ah. me to bed ah. nicely. Uh, I just can you please explain that one a little further? I mean, we gotta we're definitely gonna do a award show. Or... Give me give me 15 points a game. Give me seven rebounds. Give me one and a half assists. Bro, that doesn't get it done. That on a number one seed. Okay, uh, getting a little closer. I think I think you're looking at a lot of free throws for him this year. He's gonna he's so athletic. He's gonna draw contact around the rim. They just got to give him opportunities to get going downhill or to to go off the dribble and attack that paint. I, Usually I think it has to cutting be off the ball and that in that Golden State system. Yes, but I think that this award lost. Uh, I think awards have lost the plot recently. I think NBA awards are kind of off the rails recently, and I think now. They kind of use these other awards that aren't MVP or coach of the year to service the good teams and players, the good teams that didn't win the other big award. So like, yeah, one te- one one player wins MVP. All right. Well, the best team in the other conference, they're getting coach of the year. It's like it's just it's so it feels so politicky. I don't want to say political because it sounds like I'm a conspiracy theorist. I got to keep it a little funny. Um, but <laughs> I, I just think that these awards are such BS nowadays that. Kumingo will be deserving of it enough where because he's on what I think will be the one seed, he's going to take home that MIP. I like to make my predictions match up. I like to make sure they all yeah, make sense like as a whole. So I've got Stephen Curry second for MVP. I've got Kumingo first for MIP. I think I'm trying to like relate him to anybody that's recently won it because I don't, it's a really hard one to relate. Um, Maybe 2015 Jimmy Butler. Uh, his stat line wasn't insane. Yeah, and I just don't know where the leap comes from. Very from good someone team. else. I feel like teams are are for the most part in terms of their lead scorers are are running it back. Or then if they're not, it's because they're acquiring stars. Devin Vassell, good pick because people are going to be watching the Spurs. How good is that team going to be? Do they care right, to reward matters. them with awards if Wemby's already getting Rookie of the Year? Yeah, um, uh, that's my favorite award. We don't need to discuss that now. Uh, we'll have a award show or something, but um, it, that's you make up a great point because there's the options are less than years past. I would probably agree to that. I have some names, but then we're just gonna start talking about them, and we, we got it. We gotta cut it here, Zach. <laughs> any final predictions for this Western Conference before we get out of here? I think my biggest prediction is going to be that no matter how it looks at the end of the year, it has only little say for certain teams. Okay. Like I think a team like golden state really could use home court advantage. I, I think they could. Um, the Sacramento Lakers, needs it. If they're going to make a deep yes, playoff. I agree run. on Sacramento, the Lakers. I don't think they need it. Um, the Clippers. I don't think they need it. Phoenix. Maybe they have a great crowd. I don't know, though. I don't know if they need it. Beal and KD, I mean, I think they can play about anywhere type of thing. I think Booker's the one guy that can play anywhere. There we go. All right. Then they all can. Um, Let's do that. Uh, But, yeah, that's that's my big takeaway here is the home court seating is only going to matter for a couple teams. Uh, there's going to be some shockers at the top of the West. There's going to be a couple 
teams, whether it's the Timberwolves, the Pelicans, um, the Grizzlies without Jot, somebody up there is going to be like the Kings last year and just surprise a ton of people. Maybe the Kings win the West and shock it. I think that team is the Clippers, and I don't think it's a surprise. I think they're just due. Um, listen, that would my, be the surprise. I mean, if they played to you, to... my crazy Western Conference prediction is that he will not win the award. He will not be legitimately considered, but he will finish in the t- he will receive several fourth and fifth place votes for MVP that he is Zion Williamson. I think he has a big season this year. I think the Pelicans are good. You know, I'm in on this Brandon Ingram running the offense thing. I think Zion is the biggest beneficiary of that, obviously, as the best role man, maybe in the NBA this year. Let's see that leap from Zion. Let's put these storylines to rest about his work ethic and you name it. Let's get a big season out of Big Z. Let's end on that note. That's love your hot takes, man. Keep on bringing them. Uh, you went more reasonable, so I had to go with the hot take. Listen, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Subscribe to the show. Follow the show. Rate us five stars. Give us a thumbs up. You name it. We really appreciate the support. We thank you for coming back, continuing to watch us. Recommend us to a friend. Recommend us to a family member. Show the pots and love, and we'll keep showing y'all love. We'll keep releasing episodes weekly here on All Things NBA. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting. We'll catch you next time.